0: Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Now, whether you are just starting out or if like me, you've been around the world of e-commerce For a fair while, my goal is simply to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses. And we do that by chatting to the amazing people that we get to meet from the world of e-commerce. We get to do this every week, get to ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop online. I kind of try and have those conversations that you would have if you got to sit down with them for a cup of coffee. Yes. That's how we do it here on the show. So a big warm welcome to you. Big warm welcome, especially if you're new to the show. Make sure you subscribe because we put out regular content like this every week. Always great to connect with new people because we've got amazing guests and I just, I just love digging into their story. I love sucking out from them all the knowledge that we can get uh, and the principles so we can, you know, start, grow, build our own online businesses. So if you enjoy this episode, I would appreciate it if you like, uh, comment and share if you're watching it on YouTube uh, or on Facebook, of course. But if you're listening to the audio podcast, which I know many of you do, uh, make sure you share it with your friends and colleagues and give us a review. Now, on this week's e-commerce podcast, we are looking at all things to do with social media. Yes, we have a very special guest called Ksenia, who is from Planable.io, uh, uh, And we are going to be talking about social media, social media goals, deciding what the best content is, how to plan it and how to engage your customers. Oh, yes. Ksenia is the founder and CEO of Planable, which is a collaboration tool for social media teams. So do check it out. And we've got a very special offer uh, for those of you who are listening or watching the e-commerce podcast. Uh, stay tuned for that because we're going to reveal that and how you can get a little bit of an introduction to Planable. Oh, yes. Stay tuned because it's going to be great for you. So the, the reason I'm looking forward to this conversation and talking to Ksenia is well, it's because of the plan, the plannable platform, right? She is so hooked up to data, and insight from what's working across the whole industry for a whole bunch of people. Uh, I wanna know what's working in 2021. So she's got all the answers, I've no doubt. And there's no pressure, obviously, on our guests when I say things like that, but I am really looking forward to this. Now, make sure you grab your notebooks, but if you can't, if you're driving, or, you know, jogging around the park, or doing whatever it is you're doing, listening to the show, you will be pleased to know that all of the notes from today's show will be available as a free download all you've got to do is head on over to our website the e-commerce podcast website which is www.ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 65 and that will take you straight to the notes for this episode episode number 65 that's right so now without further ado shall we bring on today's guest I think we should I'm going to click this button and Ksenia welcome welcome to the show great to have you thanks for being here
0: Thank you a lot for having me on the show. That is a very kind uh, and very hyped introduction. <laughs> Thanks a lot,
1: <laughs> Very hyped. Well, yeah, like I say, no pressure. Uh, obviously, from pressure my point of all. view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure at all. Hey, listen, it's great to have you here. Now, uh, we are, uh, are we are we both in Europe? I'm in the UK. Whereabouts are you?
0: Yeah, I'm in Romania, Bucharest. Oh, okay. How about
1: that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always nice to speak to to fellow Europeans. Although, uh, obviously, Britain's now independent of Europe in some respects, but it's it's quite an extra. Yeah. I, I, how how was that in Romania received? By the way, I know this has nothing to do with anything. I'm just curious to know how Brexit was received in Romania.
0: Yeah, people don't care that much about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I think that's probably fair play. That's how most people fit. We just don't care. We just don't care.
0: Your choice.
1: Yeah, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Brilliant. So uh, let's get into this. Now you are the founder and CEO of Planable. How did that come about? Right? Because I mean, what did you do Just wake up one day and think I'm just going to develop a social media collaboration tool because we need one?
0: No, not at all. Uh, I, I wish I was, it was that planned and uh, that strategical as you, as you say, but no, not at all. Um, <clears throat> no, I actually, it it, it happened gradually, really. Um, and yeah, one day I just woke up and realized that uh, I'm uh, running a, a tech uh, software company. <laughs> um, so I like to say that I'm an uh, accidental entrepreneur by myself. Yeah. Because even uh, before Planable, I had a, a social media marketing agency, and even that agency, even that venture, I just started it uh, accidentally. You know, I uh, found myself uh, the first client, and uh, I just wanted to do some social media work for them. And fast forward, I ended up with an agency on my hands, um, and uh, you know, the Planable it was born kind of through the same uh, through the same story. Um, I had an issue I had a problem a challenge that I was struggling in my agency life uh, more specifically like the entire collaboration with clients and the back and forth that was happening while we were planning content for them mm-hmm. and getting approvals from them and I just hated working in spreadsheets and PowerPoints <laughs> they were killing my creativity <laughs> and um, just a waste a huge waste of time I just didn't enjoy it yeah um,
1: I, I can stop. imagine
0: yeah, and, um, you know, that's kind of the reason why I started Planable. I just wanted to, um, marketers to have a better environment where they can mm-hmm. work together on content specifically for social. And that's how it started. Um, my co-founders, I have two co-founders, and both of them have worked in uh, ad agencies before. Mm-hmm. So they were familiar with the the problem as well. And uh, we just started Planable kind of like for ourselves and then realized that there's a huge market out there. We're not the only ones struggling with how to organize, how to plan content for social. Um, and yeah, this, you know, gradually became bigger than ourselves.
1: That's really interesting. I find it fascinating. I've said this before on the show, Ksenia. I find it fascinating how many people who are entrepreneurial, and I say to them, how did you start? And, and, the, and the common theme amongst answers is like, well, it's kind of by accident. There was a <laughs> need, there was a problem. So I decided to make something that solved that problem. You know, it's like there was this pain point We did something about it. And before you know it, it's kind of snowballed into this whole whole affair, which we now call an enterprise.
0: Well, because otherwise it's really hard to solve a problem that you're not familiar and you don't have Mm -hmm. empathy for it. Um, You just don't know how to solve for it. uh, If you just, you know, find a random problem that you haven't bumped into and experienced yourself. But when you're the ideal user, it just goes much, much easier, I would say.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Jeez, it's just fascinating to me—the whole thing just fascinates. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk a little bit then about social media. So, how long have you been involved with social media, off and on, with your different agencies, and now with Planable?
0: You know, since I was a student, since of, you know, of the benches of the university, really. Um, I studied uh, PR and mass communication with uh, an angle on digital, so very much social media focused, mm-hmm. and then the agency. Um and even before going to university, I was really fascinated with the the space of so like reading all the books, everything I could get my hands on uh, on advertising, but also with the with the passion for social. Um, and then with my agency, I actually got to you know that's when I did b- the bulk of my work, the execution really on the social mm-hmm. media side. And then now with planable, I'm working directly with thousands of social media teams out there. From the age from agency sites to nonprofits, organizations yeah. really e-commerces everyone who is doing social they need some kind of like tool to organize themselves and we're working with them really hands-on and I've been learning in this five past five years so much uh, about social media just from our customers directly and and what works for them
1: yeah, I can imagine I mean social media for me has always been one of those black holes, right and it's it's yeah. constantly it kind of changes and evolves at such a fast pace.
0: Yeah, you got to keep going. Uh, yeah, it's
1: it's hard, eh? I feel for people, you know, especially small businesses, small entrepreneurs, because they, it's always changing. It's always evolving. How much time do you put into it? Do you know what I mean? There's all these big questions yeah. that people have. There's now, you know, more platforms, social media platforms than we know what to do with. Clubhouse being the latest one, you know, like okay. how do I even think about that? So there's there's all these things going through our head. So what I want to do with social media, I know we, we, talk, we talk about it every now and again on the show, but I do think it's important. The, I guess in my head there's two things about social media. One is the advertising platform. Yeah. Right. And it's the ad side of things. And then there's the other side, which is the organic. It's the actual bit that actually helps you connect with your audience and your 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 friends, I suppose. And um, are there any other aspects to social media that I need to think about? So we've got ads. We've got the organic side. Is there is there something else?
0: There's the community uh, management uh, side where it's you know responding to comments and basically customer service online. Um, Those things, I would say. And also, um, there's the monitoring side of social Mm -hmm. media, Um, listening to what's happening on social media and responding in real time to um, potentially PR opportunities or uh, competition opportunities. You know, someone is asking about similar products and you might jump in. Um, Those sides, I would say, the content which is more like on the organic side though ads mm. need as well. And then it's the com- the community and I would say the monitoring as well.
1: That's really good. That's really good. I liked how you talked about the PR side as well. Like you can jump in on a few things like yeah. um, at the moment, I don't know if it's it's true where you are, but certainly in the UK, the big thing that everybody's watching at the moment is a documentary called Seaspiracy. Um,
0: oh, I think uh, I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's on Netflix and every man and their dog's talking about this, this Seaspiracy thing. And it's quite an interesting documentary. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's slanted, but it's fascinating and it's eye-opening. And uh, there's a company I'm involved with where actually the the message of Seaspiracy fits so much with what we're doing, or we fit so much with that message about the care and stuff of the oceans. Mm-hmm. That we're like, this is – it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you, what part of you goes, well, people are talking about this. We should be out there on social media talking about it. But on the other hand, part of is like, is there an ethical problem that we have here in exploiting this? Or, do you know what I mean? I, I, have you got any thoughts on that?
0: I do. I do. I don't think it's unethical. And I don't think it's exploiting. This is something that it, I think it's unethical uh, when you just come up with this value for your brand when it's happening, right? Yeah. But you weren't really... Empathizing with this value before, but something happened, an event Mm. happened, and suddenly this is so core to your business. But if you've been doing this for the past couple of years, if this was really something truly that your business um, was involved in and investing in, then I think you have like this is amazing. You need to embrace it, you need Mm. to be there on the forefront, you need to. Talk about this. I don't think it's unethical at all. We had the same question for ourselves at the beginning of the pandemic, because Planable being a collaboration tool, when everyone started working from home, you can imagine that was, you know, a good, you, you know, we were yeah, well positioned yeah, yeah. in that situation. But at the same time, it, it's a pandemic. So <laughs> you know, it was serious and profound and dramatic. And how do you talk about, you know, we can help, but at the same time without sounding like you're taking advantage of it and in the end you know we went through the same logic like have we been talking about remote have we been helping with collaboration you know all along the way then yes you know we are well positioned in a way i know it's an unfortunate situation um, but you know if that's a, a core value to your business there's no reason for you to shy away
1: yeah that's very good advice very good advice have i mean have you mentioned there the pandemic, right? How how has that changed how people use social media, do you think?
0: I think, uh, I mean, it depends from which, you know, from whose perspective you look at it. I think from the perspective of advertiser, it's changed it uh, into, it's a good change mm-hmm. uh, because people are using it more and more. From a humanity perspective, probably not a very good change <laughs> because- Talk too much online. We're spending way too much time connecting mm-hmm. online, and that's like connect. But I mean, that's the nature of the pandemic. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think it's uh, generally from a humanities social perspective. I think it all there's some good change as well. Um, I think people have become. Uh, there was a rise in creativity uh, last year in terms mm-hmm. of the content people were producing. Uh, online like tiktok what's happening there and the tools people have i think there's more and more power to the people to create content and engage one another and entertain one another and there's uh you know less pressure on the on the brands to be the ones in charge of like producing the content and the entertainment i think it has become more of a democratic environment Mm -hmm. um i think that's you know that's that's good that's good for people for sure
1: that's really interesting yeah, seen like it's. I, when you talk about content, people have got a lot more creative, haven't they? And um,
0: yeah,
1: let's dig into this a little bit. So, I mean, what are some of the things that we need to think about? I guess, you know, I'm, I'm I've got my e-commerce business. I'm yeah. selling. Um, I'm either selling. You know. I've got in front of me here, Ksenia, um, my little, uh, Indiana Jones Lego, right. Oh,
0: okay. And,
1: um, so, so let's assume I'm selling my Lego online or I, um, I, you know, or the other thing that people like to sell are digital products, online courses, right? So we've got these things that people are selling online and I'm sat here and I'm thinking about social media and I'm thinking about, you know, what it is, what is it I'm going to do? I had a conversation yesterday, lovely lady, a doctor, amazing stuff. Uh, wants to start promoting online i'm like you need to be on social media every day and she's like yeah i just don't know what to say i don't know do you know what i mean it's this
0: wow yeah yeah. Yeah. it's this whole content
1: thing it's it's kind of it's a blockage for people i think
0: i know i agree i think it's overwhelming because it um people feel like they need to have this huge strategy and this huge plan and you know make a splash when they start um i see it completely you know the other way around like you need to start small and build upon it and um just start simple right like mm-hmm. do simple steps in the beginning and uh iterate on it you know uh, there's no need to like have this huge strategy you just need to have some concepts and some you know like what do you want to do and what are your goals and what type of content do you want to produce that, but there's no need to like start posting every single day and uh, you know, publish a hundred stories, you know, a day from the beginning, you mm-hmm. just start small, get yourself com- comfortable with the idea that you're on social and you're doing stuff on social and then grow it uh, mm-hmm. in time. Uh, Cause I think, you know, this idea of how overwhelming social media content and social media publishing is. And the fact that, you need to be there every day, every single day. That makes it difficult for people to start uh, because it just seems like such a monstrous project that they need to. <laughs> get That's a really good phrase,
1: yeah, a monstrous project. I like that. Yeah, Brilliant. if you
0: give yourself, if you give yourself uh, the freedom and the pass to do it a bit more uh, simple and you know hacky, like mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, a bit more low hanging fruit. Then you know it can it can actually be a way um, a mind frame for you to to get started with this.
1: Yeah, no, that's really really good. I like that. I mean, you talks there about then goals for building content. What are some of the goals that I should be thinking about, or how do I figure out what the goals are of my content?
0: There is a huge list of goals that you can choose from uh, when it comes to social. Really, uh, like a lot of them. Um, It can be really about increasing brand awareness. And I mean, I can go through all the goals, but Mm. at the same time, we need to think that some of the goals are better depending on the stage of your business, are a better fit for you depending on where you are with your business, right? Mm -hmm. So it can be brand awareness. So more and more people to discover your uh, Lego business uh, or to discover, you know, the advice that you have to give as a medical Mm. professional um it can be to drive uh traffic to your website really that's you know that's what you want to see you know what you want to do uh like you want people to discover your website and the content that you have on your website and those two are different goals Mm -hmm. um different type of content that you need to build uh it can be about generating new leads right so maybe um maybe you have a, a particular ebook or a particular something you know paperwork let's say you have like a piece of content how to build your own legos or something like that and you want people to download it again that's a different type of content that you're building for for social and different ways of measuring the success of that particular goal um it can be strictly growing revenue right like mm-hmm. you can actually build social and build content strictly for generating um uh, revenue and if that's the goal, then you need to measure organic social media, not just ads, based on this goal. Um, it can be maybe engagement. Maybe that's you know the way you want to build your brand, right? Uh, you want to build engagement with with your audience, so you want you might want to look at you know other types of metrics like comments and shares and that that type of thing. You know, are people distributing? Are they engaging with your content and so on? Right. Um, you might want to build a community so you might want to go into slack groups or facebook groups or other types of you know linkedin groups depending on what platform you know works Mm -hmm. best for you so you might want to build like a a community a fan base um around the products that you're selling Mm -hmm. um do you think
1: do you think if you're a sorry if you're an e-commerce business right and you Yeah, you're you're. Let's say you're starting out, or you're a new business. I think if you're established, this the different parameters. But if you're starting out, so let's take my doctor friend. She's starting out. Does she? Does she have? Is it sensible to do something in all of these things that you've mentioned? All of these different goals, or do you? Or or do you pick like one or two of the key ones?
0: I I think you should. Yeah, definitely pick. (laughs) Definitely pick one or two goals and stick by them. Um, Again, start simple. Uh, Mm. Just pick you know, a few goals and maybe one channel, I would say if you're just starting out and if the problem that you're struggling with is the fact that it's overwhelming and you don't know what to do with it, the focus is, is extremely important in this types mm-hmm. of situation. So just pick one channel. Let's say she's going to pick Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the doctor, uh, she's going to pick an Instagram and she wants to pick potentially um, let's say not brand awareness because She's just starting it out. Maybe engagement, right? Brand mm-hmm. engagement. She wants to have a small base of people, like not huge awareness, but very engaged. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to really help out, give advice and talk about things that matter and have, you know, not that many followers, but very engaged ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, and maybe one more goal, right? Like potentially drive traffic to some service or, yeah. uh, book that she has mm-hmm. um so those two types of goals and one channel i think that's kind of the, the type of setup that i would go for Th- that's just an example uh, in mm-hmm. her case uh but i wouldn't go with like the entire list because again focus is extremely crucial when you're mm-hmm. just starting out like in time yeah. maybe a couple of years if this works out and proves mm-hmm. like um you know, social proof is a good strategy for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to develop like this entire set of goals and key results to follow. But in the beginning, like keep it simple. Yeah,
1: I I think that's really important because so many times I I see people or meet people and they're just, I think it's, uh, there's so much overwhelm that nothing actually gets done. Or they they do the opposite and, and people spread themselves too thin. So they'll do one post on Instagram something maybe on Facebook. Oh, I've now got to do TikTok. I've still got to think about Snapchat. How do I, do you know what I mean? There's LinkedIn as well. So I'm like, I'm spreading myself across all of these platforms. But what you're saying is, especially at the beginning, when you're starting out or when resources are tight, focus in on one platform, one or two goals that that you're trying to do on that platform, possibly engagement and or driving traffic to your website, and just hit those things really well, rather than, spread it out I think I think that's brilliant I think it's top
0: 100 percent this is called decision paralysis when you have too many options and too many things to try and do and you just don't do any of them because Mm -hmm. it's like which how do I start which ones do I do and you're just paralyzed and you're freezing because you know you don't know how to start Um, but if you cut it down and make it short then you know there's just two types of goals just one channel it's much easier to to get started
1: What do you think then um, about this idea of um, outsourcing content? So uh, I was having a conversation with a couple of guys um, uh, last night. No, no, two nights, whenever it was, a couple of nights ago, we were around their house, we were (laughs) watching football, and it's just guys talking about football. And one of the things that came up was um, this revelation in the UK that a number of the high-profile football players um, don't do okay. anything on social media. They pay somebody, you know, a couple of grand a month to, in effect, be them on social media. Like, oh, I, yeah. you know, I thought this game was brilliant, or what? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, so there's, it's not even, it's not even disguised in ways. Well, I mean, it's totally disguised. It's kind of like I've outsourced it, but I've outsourced it in such a way that when you put it on there, you're doing it as if you're me. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation about how different people thought about this. Uh, and I, I just wondered what you think about outsourcing content creation then or outsourcing your social media.
0: What was the opinion uh, of the people that didn't agree, that think that, you know, this is, isn't a good idea? Because I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, yeah, wanna... yeah. It's, <laughs> it's
1: an interesting one, because I can see it from both people's point of view. I'm like, it, it makes sense to outsource social media, at least certain aspects of it to me. Um, I think that, I think for me, the thing that, um, the footballers shouldn't have done is pretended that the outsourced media was them. There needed to be some kind of integrity into this. Oh, Do you know like what I mean?
0: like a disclaimer for the, for the audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think people follow, when you, especially if you're a celebrity and people are following you along, they feel like they, they're involved with you. They want to be involved with you. And if you're, having, if you're paying a guy over there to pretend to be you, well, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And so I think people felt a bit let down by it. Uh, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I understand what you mean. I, I look at it like, um, you know, how, when people are writing books, they have guest writers, mm-hmm. uh, not guest writers, sorry. Ghost, uh, writers. ghost writers. Yeah. Yes. Ghost writers. So it is similar in a way though. You're right that with ghost writers, there is a disclaimer on the book somewhere mm-hmm. whilst with, you know, social media, there's not necessarily a disclaimer. Um, There is a question of integrity, but at the same time, I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are levels of approval there. Like Mm -hmm. the person that is actually managing the social media channel isn't posting whatever they want. They're like closely following them, showing them all the tweets, Mm -hmm. all the content and getting, you know, an okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're just the ones in charge of like publishing and like writing it, putting it in writing and, you know, choosing the words nicely. But I think the thoughts and the opinions, it does reflect, uh, and you know, in some way, um, the thoughts and the opinions mm. of the football players. It is just um, uh, there's a degree of uh, distance. Uh, uh, you know, there's an intermediary between. Um, I think there's no other way for them to do it. I don't think they can be on social like all the time. So I think yeah. you know, having someone follow them and write those tweets for them and just. You know, showing them uh, the tweets at a glance so that they can approve it is kind of the most manageable way for them. But I don't think it's like a different person. Yeah. I think it reflects them in a way. It should at least.
1: Yeah. No. Very good. So, um, so we've got our we've got our goals. We've got our, our plan and our aim. So the the next thing that I see a lot, and I I wondered what your your thoughts are on this. And that I see this a lot. Um, e-commerce websites just literally posting content that is their product. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? And it's like it's it might be their product in, a, in what I would call a lifestyle shot. So it's not just my product with a white background. I've put it on, you know, a piece of wood with some basil or, do you know what I mean, a, a pearl necklace next to it or something to give it a bit more of a lifestyle shot. Yeah. Um, I think that's all getting a bit dull and boring now. But I see it a lot, right, That that whole yeah. kind of thing. So how do we... How do we think about content that is that sort of takes it beyond just photographing my product from a really nice angle?
0: Right, I, I agree. Um, I think you know. Let's say that you're um, you're selling, uh, I don't know, agendas, diaries, notebooks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's take this example for um, uh, for this particular uh, topic. Uh, let's say that you're you know selling agendas, notebooks. So you could just have photos, like you mentioned, you know, with this agenda and like different circumstances and different environments, like a cup of coffee and, you know, those uh, those typical photos. And it can be just about the product. Uh, you definitely need those types of posts and those types of, com- of mm-hmm. content. But it can't be just that. But first of all, you need to think about uh, what's called in the industry content pillars. So you mm-hmm. need to identify what those pillars are for your brand. So yes, of course, one pillar is the product itself. Yeah. Like you need to talk about, you need to sell the product. You need people to be aware of it. Uh, but then, what are some other tangential topics that you can talk about uh, that make sense? That you know, there's they are related somehow with the product, but it's not directly about the product, right? Like if you're selling agendas and and you know uh, notebooks then maybe it's about efficiency mm-hmm. or maybe it's about mindfulness or maybe mm-hmm. it's about being um, organized in life, uh, productivity, right? And maybe it's about resolutions, right? New year resolutions and that kind of stuff. So you need mm-hmm. to build those pillars or maybe it's about maybe your your agenda is like some very echo type of thing and you want to, you know, talk about the planet and uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. So Maybe that's one topic, but you need to find what are those content pillars, the mm-hmm. corner, the cornerstones of um, of your brand, and you need to reflect them in your content. So it's not just the product, yeah. uh, but it's also kind of like the values or the topics that relate to your product.
1: Yeah, that's. I was just about to say that actually, because listening to you talk um, you're talking about these content pillars. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, how do I determine what these content pillars should be? And if I, yeah. if I listen to what you said, the first type of content pillar was what kind of problems does your product solve? How can it be used? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So mindfulness, journaling, all that sort of thing makes sense for that type of product. So we can deep dive into that and help you do that better. and um, which puts your product at the center of it. I like that. That's clever. Um, it's a, I'm reminded of, the, I can't remember who said it, the ad agency that said, you know, talking about selling drill bits, um, the, you know, the metal things you put in a drill to drill a hole. Uh, and the, you know, everyone was talking about this drill bit, uh, you know, how to sell it, you know, the curvature of it and blah, blah, blah. And one fellow finally stood and said, listen, people don't buy the drill bit, they buy the hole. Do you know what I mean? It's it's the fundamentals (laughs) of there's a reason for that hole. Maybe it's to put a picture up of their loved one. So let's think and talk about that. And and it's that kind of understanding what your product is there, that problem to solve. We can talk about that. But the second thing you mentioned there, which I thought was great, was um, the eco side of things, which would be more your brand values. Yes. Um, so this is what we stand for. We stand for, say, sustainability. So we can talk about that. We can use our platform to promote our values and connect. And that's, I think that's really helpful because what you're doing there is you're building that community, that tribe of people with similar values, which is what you want.
0: Right. Or maybe it's uh, social responsibility, right? Maybe we're mm. doing, you know, crafting this notebooks. It's handmade and, you know, uh, maybe uh, you're employing, you know, your company is employing uh, a very diverse range uh, of people. Maybe it's diversity, right, or social responsibility. Um, so it's, a, it's, yeah, it's the values and then it's the solutions as a response to the type of problems that you're solving, the benefits of yeah. the product that need to be reflected in some way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the a third, um, a third type, I would say, of... Um, of content, which is events. Uh, So events that matter to you, Mm -hmm. like just look at the calendar of holidays and events across the year Mm -hmm. and you find, you know, events that are relevant, uh, maybe like sales events, like black Friday, cyber Monday, all of those, and you need to build content, like promotions. It's usually discounts, promotions, that type of thing Mm -hmm. They encourage, uh, sales. Uh, or other type of events, uh, right? Maybe it's uh, Children's Day or Mother's Day, and you build content around how this product. So use cases—that's yeah. the third uh, type of content. Use cases: How can the product be used? In what mm. type of use cases it can mm. be used? For for children to just doodle and, and you know write stuff, or for Mother's Day, so you can give her something, so she can you know write memories or whatever. Mm-hmm um so it's it's really um the benefits and then it's the brand values and um the last one that i can think uh right now is um use cases how are yeah. people using it and yeah. tied to the calendar of events mm-hmm.
1: that's really powerful and and again just to draw out something that you said there i'm picturing uh, a young girl doodling in her journal mainly because that's what my daughter does, right? She just doodles just all day long, usually on her arm. But if I can give her a doodle, uh, a notepad, then great. Um, So she doodles away. And actually what you're creating then with social media in this content, you're talking about the use cases, you're talking about the problems you're solving, you're talking about the values. You can actually do that in a way which is quite emotional, can't you? You're actually appealing to people on an emotional level. So rather than just saying, just write in the phrase, you know, great for my 14-year-old daughter to doodle in, As soon as I introduce into that content a picture or a video of her doing something, um, even with some nice music in the background, now I'm evoking emotions uh, in people, which you were never really able to do that well before. But actually, social media gives you the opportunity to do that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree, 100%. Um, I think social media gives you the opportunity to... um, send those types of emotional uh, messages and build that type of emotional messages, but also uh, crowdsource them from your own customers, from your mm. own users. Um, and that is very powerful because it's very authentic. So you might have, you know, you might be able to crowdsource content from your own customers with, you know, their own kids do the like and using mm. the journal. Uh, or when they're gifting that particular journal to someone that is, you know, someone dear and you can actually reuse that content. So user generated content that you can, that is extremely powerful because it's authentic. It's, it's real uh, and it's very emotional uh, most of the times. So yeah. you can actually put it out there.
1: That's really cool. So I understand what my goals are Um I understand, you know, that, that I I need to think about these different pillars of content that I I, I now want to go and create. How do yeah. I, how do I plan this right? Because I'm I'm thinking so I, I'm thinking again back to my doctor friend. She's like, oh, I I she could come up with an idea for say three or four posts, but when you're talking, well, hang on a minute. Let's do 365. How do we start to plan? How do we start to build that out?
0: Yeah, uh, that is probably one of the challenges that every, everyone that is dealing with social media and content is struggling with. Um, just the planning and the organizing of the content. So you need, you need a calendar. That's kind of Mm. the solution. Uh, You need, um, uh, a calendar to plan all your content. It's called editorial calendars or content calendars or social media calendars. Um, and, uh, it's, you can, I'm saying a calendar and not the list or like Mm. a document. Um, Because you need to see content at a glance. That is very important. You need to see, you know, how your month or how your week looks like. Uh, So calendar gives you that opportunity. While Mm -hmm. a list, it's not, it doesn't give you that bird's eye view on the content. Uh, So that's, you know, what's used in the industry, just uh, a social media calendar. Uh, And I'm not talking like Google Calendar and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's more like a table uh, where yeah. you can see all the content mapped out and all, all the posts. So people are using things that are like uh, spreadsheets for that, mm-hmm. right? So like spreadsheet where they can organize it and, you know, they can just do it themselves. Uh, or there are tools like Planable and uh, some other tools out there that are doing, um, they are helping you with the planning and visualizing mm-hmm. of, of the content. Uh, spreadsheets might be good if you're just starting out and you need something, you know, to do it yourself. Um, uh, the tools really help you and become much more powerful when you're committed to doing social. Just because, for example, in our case, we show you how your content is going to look like. So you get previews of the content. Uh, so you have that confidence that your content is going to look good on mm-hmm. social media before it actually go, goes live. So you can check how it's going to look like. Um, and you have that peace of mind. Um, and also it's very visual so you have a lot of context of how everything is gonna is gonna look like. It's really easy to arrange drag and dropping stuff as compared to a spreadsheet where it's you have to do a lot of copy pasting. Mm-hmm. And also most of the tools uh, like the professional tools like planable ourselves, um, we do the publishing as well. We do the automatic publishing, which is probably one of the biggest pains that people in, in dealing yeah. with social media are struggling, you know, having to manually post content every single day and remember to do that is very, very hard. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of time is being wasted on that. So, uh, if you get to use a calendar professional calendar, um, tool, it usually has auto scheduling, auto publishing incorporated mm-hmm. in it. Um, but yeah, um, conceptually, you know, no matter if you're using a spreadsheet or if you're using a, a social media tool, in theory, what you need is uh, basically a few columns, right? Uh, a few criteria you need um, a column, like let's say if you're using a spreadsheet, you need a column for uh copy, the caption, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to say? You need, you need a column for the image, the asset, the visual, the, the creative itself. Uh, what are you gonna you know what's gonna is it a link is it an image is it a gif a video what is mm-hmm. it uh, you need to have it there you know when are you gonna publish this uh, what is the very important what is the content pillar mm-hmm. um, and categorizing that uh, kind of um, uh, assigning this to a content pillar is very very important because in the end you're gonna have this overview of what are you talking about the most are there specific content pillars that are um uh, you know you're not talking too much about them they're very low on your priority list should mm-hmm. they be low on their priority maybe they should maybe you're supposed to be talking a lot more about those things so it gives you a glance of how you can redistribute and rebalance mm-hmm. the content so you are you know on top of every value every benefit every solution every use case that matters to you um so, yeah, it gives you this overview and we, we do that with uh, with a feature that's called labels. So you're mm-hmm. basically able to label every single post that you're creating to specific campaign or product or mm-hmm. content pillar that, that we've been talking about. Um, and it gives you this overview of how your next month or how your next week looks like. Um, okay. And, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the the gist of it. And there's also, you know, you can leave comments and and you know notes uh, on that particular post, so you can you know uh, remember. But the calendar is the easiest solution for people to um, to plan content because uh, first of all, it shows you your weak spots. Uh, like I mentioned, it you know um, it really gives you an incentive to create content because you can see you know the weeks where you're you know mm-hmm. your low content and. Um, The you know the bird's eye view is is amazing and the content also the calendar. A lot of people are saying that a calendar could um, make your brand lose uh, real time marketing opportunities, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't agree. Like a calendar, a content calendar, an editorial calendar is supposed to be there to support you in your ongoing mm-hmm. social media efforts. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that um you shouldn't look out for yeah. real time, you know, like the C um what is it? Conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yes, conspiracy documentary, right? Mm. Like you might have your content planned for the next two months and then uh, Netflix is it launches yeah. a conspiracy and uh you have to talk about it. It matters yeah. to your brand. So you go in there and you create some other content and uh, then drag and drop uh, all of your uh, other content to the next month. So, yeah. you know, content calendar gives you that type of efficiency and productivity and the type of flexibility with the content that you're creating.
1: So a content calendar is a great way to plan your content. It's your fallback. This is the default, what we're going to do in the absence of something that is more pressing and urgent. So, you know, you've got something out there all the time.
0: Exactly. You've got yeah. something there all the time. And whenever something else uh, comes up, um, you can go on in there and just you know create a series of of posts around that particular topic and schedule them again, plan yeah. them, look at them, make sure that make sure that there's no other comment, the content that um, you know uh, collides maybe with the particular content that you've just added, right? Uh, and yeah. maybe you know the the conspiracy. You, you want to create content about the conspiracy thing, documentary. Uh, so you're adding you know all of this content and then looking at the calendar you realize whoa i've had previous content that was about this particular value uh brand value and it seems Mm. like too much i'm talking only about this like let me drag and drop those things for a couple of months later on because i don't want to be talking only about that thing and a calendar gives you that type of overview yeah yeah yeah.
1: that's really cool and so i guess uh, one of my uh, again listening to you talk can i i I'm thinking that, like, I get that I can use tools to help me. Yeah. How much time do you spend on social media? I'm do, I'm just curious. You know, how much time should people be allotting to this?
0: Wow, uh, it's a tough question because it really depends. Uh, if you haven't been doing this, like, if you're running a business uh, and have been running this business of yours successfully. Um, and you haven't been doing social media and you're just starting out probably not a lot because it's Mm -hmm. an experiment right it's just an experiment you want to see if it works it needs to be a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. so that you can consider the experiment a valid one Um, but at the same time if you validated the experiment and it seems like you know, it helps with your business goals, then you should probably allocate a ch- bigger chunk of time mm. to, it depends how much the, you know, social media is a focus to your business and how much it yeah. actually helps you with mm. your business goals in the end. Um, so it it really depends, but you need to validate it first. Yeah.
1: No, that's very, very good. Just have a go, see what happens and then figure yeah. it out. It's there's no silver bullet. There's no right or wrong answer. Just you know, all, no. do what makes sense for you and your business, I think, is is uh, is is the right thing there. So, I mean, that's really, really helpful stuff. Ksenia, and I guess, you know, I'm, I'm aware of time. I want to be respectful of everyone's time. I guess my my closing question is this, you know, you get to see a lot of content that people are putting out. Um, obviously with your platform and system, what sort of content is working well at the moment?
0: Mm, that's a good one. Um, I think what I'm seeing right now is uh, the authentic type of content that we, we talked a little bit about uh, mm. earlier. And it doesn't necessarily need to be user-generated. Some of it is user-generated. Some of it is actually purposely designed as though it is user generated. Like Mm -hmm. I saw um, an ad on TikTok uh, from a t-shirt producer an e-commerce, something that was selling um, this type of uh, sequin uh, t-shirts with like Mm -hmm. uh, things and you could like do stuff with it, intricate designs with it. And it was someone uh, gifting that t-shirt to someone else and their reaction. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was like designed on purpose right it was mm-hmm. actors and all of that but it felt like it was a real real tiktok that someone else did it had humor in it mm-hmm. it was authentic um so i see more and more brands produce and i think the pandemic changed this a little bit because um in the beginning you know people couldn't go to studios and shoot and and film uh, complicated videos right so they were just doing it at home with their iPhones and uh, it lowered the um, uh, the standard in a good way. It lowered yeah. the standard for what brands need to produce this content. And I see, um, a, you know, more and more brands doing this. And uh, I personally enjoy it. I like it. I think it's uh, a nice touch. It, it feels like it's coming from humans. And it is, you know, because there's people <laughs> behind that brand. Uh, so you can actually see the personality of the brand a bit more. Mm,
1: that's fascinating. That's really good. So the authentic kind of content, the user generated content. We've definitely been talking a lot more recently about humor and bringing out humor a lot more in social media.
0: Yeah, it works. It depends on what brand you are. I mean, it can work for any brand, really. Mm. Uh, In the end, if it's a small business, um, it comes it's, you know, do the founders incorporate this value? Does it resonate with them? Because, you know, it's. When it's a small business, it's very founder founder mm. driven so uh, is that something that you're personally comfortable with? Does it make sense to your industry? Don't look at the competition too much like with this type of stuff um, if you know other brands in your industry are aren't doing it, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, you shouldn't yeah, I think you yeah. can work for almost any brand really
1: <laughs> yeah no that's fantastic that's fantastic. Listen, thank you so much for your time, Ksenia. I, I honestly could talk about this all day uh, and time just disappears in the blink of an eye, doesn't it? And I, I I find this stuff absolutely fascinating because I get a million good ideas in my head. Uh, and as regular listeners of the show know, once we have this conversation, the next day we, we have conversations in our team about how we can improve the stuff that we learn. So we're going to have some social media conversations this week. Um, Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, it'd be good. So thank you. Now uh, let's. I mentioned at the start of the show, um, and you've mentioned it. This platform you've got called Planable, which helps with the content calendar you talked about and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we are going to offer our listeners and our viewers um a very you've got a special offer which is fantastic so if anybody is interested in the Planable platform just you can see the web address on the screen if you're looking at the video head on over to planable.io and use the code ecom30 e c o m m 30 and you will get 30% off for 3 months off planable so go ahead try it it is a fantastic platform uh, and it will really help you with um With just getting out there on social media, even if you're just starting out, it's worth having something like that just for the calendar tool, just to map things out, like Ksenia talked about. Super helpful. Highly recommend it. Definitely go and do that. Listen, Ksenia, how do people reach you? How do people get hold of you if they want to connect?
0: Yeah, 100%. I hang out on LinkedIn the most. So just send me a connection request. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast with Matt. And uh, yeah, I'd love to chat with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn. Are you finding I mean, LinkedIn is one of these really interesting social media platforms that's made a huge comeback, I think, over the last sort of 12 to 18 months.
0: I know. I'm hearing that they're uh, uh, reviving their groups as well, which were really dead in the past. So I'm excited to see you know, what they're coming up with uh, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Maybe maybe we should do a show on LinkedIn one day uh, and <laughs> just talk about that because it's just fascinating to me how it's totally changed in the last 12 to 18 months. But um, yeah, so hang out. Uh, just head on over to LinkedIn, uh, and I guess if we just search your name because it's not what you'd call a common name here in the uk uh we'll we'll find you
0: (laughs) yeah pretty sure i'm probably the only one on linkedin with this name
1: that's brilliant that gives you you know kind of you it's better than being john smith i suppose where there's 20 000 of. um but no that's cool of course we will link to ksenia and her linkedin profile and to Planable in the show notes which you can get at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 65 we will also put on the show notes the coupon if you are interested in using Planable to get your 30 percent off do check that out uh but ksenia listen from me, a big, massive thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: I had a blast. Thank you so much, Matt.
1: <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much. Wow, wasn't Cassania brilliant there? Now just what are you going to do right as a result of that conversation how are you going to change your social media what are you going to start to implement uh because if i here's the thing right here's the learning guys if we don't take action now we just don't take action you all know what i'm talking about right so one or two key things that you can do as a result of listening to that podcast start to implement them now because that's what makes the difference you know, I don't joke when I say that we have conversations in our team uh, the next day after that I get to interview these great guests. Keeps me on my toes. Keeps us all having these conversations. What can we do? What can we implement? And what can we change? Very, very useful stuff there from So Do make sure you head on over to the podcast. If you're watching the video, you can see the link at the bottom uh, the e- uh, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 65. Get the notes, get the transcript uh, and do check out their platform. Uh, you'll be pleased if you do. And also while you're on the website, make sure you uh, let us know your name and email. We'll let you know whenever we're live streaming and whenever new podcasts have gone out, we'll send you that content. No spam, just good e-commerce content. Make sure you check it out. Of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple or Spotify, you'll find us there because why would you not, right? It's a great show. Uh, So do come along. Uh, If you've enjoyed today's show, do give us a rating. We would love to hear from you and uh, just Hear what you've got to say. What could we do? What could we improve? Sending your suggestions. I might regret saying that, but genuinely do. I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say. Uh, But I think from me, that is everything for this week. We'll be back again next week with another amazing guest on the e-commerce podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you watch the video on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're joining on the live stream, really appreciate you being with us and part of this journey. I wish you every success with your e-commerce business, and I'll be back again very, very soon. Bye for now.
0: You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online.